You're listening to the International Family Church Podcast. Our ministry philosophy can be summed up in one statement. It's not about building a great church. It's about building a great people. We do this through our regular weekend services, life groups that meet throughout the week, and by helping people connect to their God-given purpose. In today's message, Pastor Jonathan continued the series, Courage to Connect. There's no better way to connect than through life groups. Life groups are a great way to meet people who genuinely care about you and are willing to do life with you. We're at the beginning of the new life group season and what a better time to connect to a life group than right now. Life group topics range from family, marriage, finances, and much more. Check out the life group directory at intlfamilychurch.com to find the perfect life group for you. Starting October 6th, IFC will be adding a fourth service. We're so excited for the opportunity to reach more people and help them encounter the love of Jesus. Beginning October 6th, the new service times are 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 1 p.m. Now here's today's message. Are you ready for God's Word today? Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you for this great opportunity we have to study your Word. We believe with all of our hearts, Father God, that what we're about to hear will transform us, will encourage us. We believe it with all of our hearts, Father God. It'll make us better. We're not here to waste time. We're not here to religiously punch in and do our church duty. We're here, Father God, out of this life-giving relationship that we have with God and that we have with each other. And we believe, Father God, in our relationship with that surrounds God's Word today, we pray that it'll come alive to us. We pray that these seeds, these incorruptible seeds, will fall on good ground, the good ground of our heart, and will blossom and grow, and we become quite fruitful for your honor and for your glory. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. As you know, we're in a revisited series entitled Courage to Connect. And what do we mean by revisited? Well, the beginning of the year, we gave this mandate. We feel like it's a God mandate uh, to have the courage to connect. We're going to review that in just a moment. We started a four-part series in the beginning of the year, so we're revisiting that. Three parts. Today is the last part of that. Uh, this is uh, four in the beginning of the year, and this is actually part seven uh, of this series. And, uh, you know, a mandate is very important. So let's Let's read it again and follow along. Our mandate, this is our mandate. We have several months left of this year to continue it. And of course, it's an ongoing mandate. Our mandate is create an environment that challenges all of us to move beyond ourselves, to let down our walls, remove our masks, and step out behind the comfort of our digital screens and have the courage to cultivate true friendship and a deeper level of freedom. And that's an amazing mandate. I pray those aren't just words on a screen or white noise because we've said it often, but really you are taking on the challenge. And the challenge this year is to say yes, yes to connections. Whatever that next step is for you, um, maybe it's coming early, leaving a little later, introducing yourself to someone, going upstairs to have a, a free cup of coffee and join us in a life group or go through next steps and become a part of a life's, um, a dream team. Whatever it is for you, everyone has a step and a mandate, especially when God gives one. How many know everything you need is wrapped up in that mandate? I've heard for so many of you that the Lord has been dealing with you about taking the next step in your partnership with God, with others, with the help you need. And we believe with all of our hearts that this will be a great blessing to you. The key verse that we've been using here is James chapter 3. You can develop a healthy, robust community. That's what we're working hard to do. 
that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do the hard work. See, this is not going to be easy. You do the hard work of getting along with each other and treating each other with dignity and honor. It's an ongoing lesson, isn't it? Amen. This is a living laboratory of four generations, over 60 different nations. I mean, this is a living laboratory of getting along with each other. A living laboratory of, 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 of learning how to be a family, learning how to be a group of people that care about each other and have each other's back. And, and that takes time to grow and develop, and that doesn't happen overnight, but we're sure working hard uh, to make sure that we give you all the tools to make that happen. How many believe it's happening here at IFC? Absolutely, it really is. Now, so far in this revisited part of the series, we've talked about the benefits of connecting. Last week we talked about the importance of having a teachable spirit, making sure your heart is a heart that wants to learn and grow. And today I want to talk about how we are better together. We are better together. In fact, turn to your neighbor and say, we are better together. together. And look at your other neighbor and say, have you lost weight? (laughs) This looks like maybe you've lost a few pounds. (laughs) Uh, well, we're glad you're here today. And in, in introducing this subject, We Are Better Together, I want to read you something that is a, it's a bricklayer's accident report re- requesting workers' compensation. Listen to this. Dear sir, I am writing in response to your request for additional information in block three of the accident reporting form. You asked for a fuller explanation, and I trust the following details will be sufficient. I'm a bricklayer by trade. On the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a new six-story building. When I completed my work, I found I had some bricks left over, which when weighed later were found to weigh 240 pounds. Rather than carry the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them in a barrel by using a pulley which was attached to the side of the building at the sixth floor. Securing the rope at ground level, I went up to the roof, swung the barrel out, and loaded the bricks in it. Then I went down and untied the rope, holding it tightly to ensure a slow descent of the 240 pounds of bricks. You will note on the accident report that my weight is 135 pounds. (laughs) Due to my surprise... At being jerked off the ground so suddenly, I lost my presence of mind and forgot to let go of the rope. Needless to say, I proceeded at a rapid rate up the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel, which was now proceeding downward at an equally impressive speed. This explained the fractured skull, minor abrasions, and the broken collarbone as listed in Section 3, Accident Reporting Form. Slowed only slightly, I continued my rapid ascent, not stopping until my fingers of my right hand were two knuckle deep into the pulley, which I mentioned in paragraph 2 of this correspondence. Fortunately, by this time, I had regained my presence of mind and was able to hold tightly the rope in spite of the excruciating pain I was now beginning to experience. At approximately the same time, however, the barrel of bricks hit the ground and 
bottom broke out of the barrel. Now void of the weight of the bricks, the barrel weighed approximately 150 pounds. I refer you again to my weight. As you might imagine, I began to rapidly descend down the side of the building in the vicinity of the third floor. I met the barrel coming up. This accounts for my two fractured ankles, broken tooth, and severe lacerations of my legs and lower body. Here my luck began to change slightly. The encounter of the barrel slow, seemed to slow me enough to lessen my injuries when I fell onto the pile of bricks. And fortunately, only three vertebrae were cracked. I'm sorry to report, however, as I lay on the pile of bricks in pain, unable to move and watching the empty barrel six stories above me, I again lost my composure and presence of mind and let go of the rope. The empty 50-pound barrel, weighing more than the rope I had let go, fell rapidly to the earth, resulting in two broken forearms uh, and wrists when I raised my arms to protect myself. This is a bad day. (laughs) As the last question on the insurance claim form, what would you do if this same situation arose again? Please be advised, I'm finished trying to do this job all alone. I think that's a good, good conclusion. What do you think? Wow. You know, I read this um, some time ago, and I saved it because I knew there'd be a time when I'd want to use it. And, and what I've learned about this and what we can relate to this is many people, far too many people, are working at life alone. We're trying to do things and go through things all by ourselves. It's really true. We are better together. Yes, Say it again. We are better together. Yes, See, so many of us have the attitude that our growth potential is totally dependent upon ourselves. And while I admire the hard work and, and being proactive and taking ownership of our own growth and being responsible, absolutely, there's, there's no doubt about it that we need to take ownership of our own growth. But, and while that's true, I do believe, though, that God has designed us so that we would connect together and in that connection create more than what we could have ever created by ourselves, by all of our collective experiences, by our, by our stories of success and failure, by all the wisdom that we gained and, and ideas and, and so forth. That That's God's plan, that we would all be better together, enabling us to grow quicker and fuller together. Now, listen, I believe your individual growth and your individual health hinges on your ability to connect with other people. I believe on the other side of connection is more health for you. I believe on the other side of connection is more fulfillment for you. I believe on the other side of connection are are many blessings that, that we don't ever get to tap into because we don't have the courage to connect. There's something about connection. God created us for connection. And so there's so much more at stake, more of your potential, more of your health, more of the plan of God, and your individual growth is attached to your ability to connect and your level of connection. Think for a moment about a person who had a terrible accident, and unfortunately they they lost their, their hand. And over the next 10 years, the body would what? The body would continue to grow proportionately, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
but that hand would not. See, what happens to the hand is so important because the hand actually remains the same. And the fact is, the hand only remains the same. It gets worse. And the hand becomes shriveled up and begins to decay, decay, even though it might be right next to that person. Think about this. A lot of us live our lives the same way. We're around the things of God a lot. We go to church. We read our Bibles. We sing songs of worship and adoration to God, but we never connect with all the other parts, the body of Christ. There's something about connecting to the parts, something about remembering you're not alone. You're not by yourself. You're part of a family. You have people. You, have, you are a part of, of a, an alive, living organism, and so many of us are not taking advantage of the parts. It's called the body of Christ. So many of us are shriveling up. Many of us, while we're close, while we're around it, we are not living in the fulfillment and the fullness of all that God has for us. Romans 12, 4 and 5 says it just the way we need to hear it today. In fact, why don't we all read it together and follow along today? Romans 12. Let's read it together. You ready? Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of one body, and each of us has different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. I need you. You need me. You need the person sitting next to you, behind you, in front of you. We all need each other. God meant it to be that we would be this intricately connected group of people, amen, under the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, forgiven and blood-bought, amen, we are a family. Man, look around this amazing, good-looking family. Some of you aren't looking around. You're looking at me. I know I'm amazing, but look around, amen. It's an amazing family. It really is. It's, it's a miracle of what God has done for us. And many of us are not uh, taking advantage of the blessing of this miracle that God has given us. The Bible tells us we are better together. We need people around that are around us. Colossians 2.19 goes on to say, Christ makes the whole body grow as God wants it to through support and unity given by the joints and ligaments. Man, there's a certain part of growth that happens when we are together, united. That's God's plan. We all have a vital part to play in each other's growth. You have something I need. I have something you need. So why are we better together? Well, there's quick three quick thoughts why we're better together. Number one, we are safer together right? When you're traveling in an unfamiliar area, you're somewhere uh, that you're not familiar with being together in a group, there's safety there. Number two, we are what? We are supportive together. Something about being together. You know, every one of us need cheerleaders. We all need people that sis boom ba us to the finish line, right? right? Amen. And that's what I see is we're just a bunch of cheerleaders. Man, my wife and I have been cheerleaders for a long time, and we enjoy it, but we all need cheerleaders. I need cheerleaders. You need cheerleaders. Your family members need cheerleaders. Are you a cheerleader? I pray you are cheering people on and not just always pointing out what they're doing wrong. Amen. We do need cheerleaders. 
We do need people that are really helping us along. Amen. We know how important that is. I, I came across years ago this Zambian proverb, and it says, when you run alone, you run fast. When you run together, you run far. I thought it was so wonderful in the first service. Um, some people came through line, and this one, one woman who introduced herself for the very first time, she actually is from Zambia. And I said, is it true or is it just internet stuff? Uh, she said, it's true. Um, so phew, that was good. Um, you never know about the internet, right? Um, so we are, we are we're, they're supportive together. And then number three, we're smarter together. Amen. Number three says we are smarter together. You're going to have to, you'll, you'll make better decisions if you have a team around you, right? There's safety in the multitude of counselors. And that's what International Family Church is really built on, the team concept. It's one of our core values. We believe in the wisdom of the team. None of us here on, on staff or any dream team uh, member does anything by itself. I grew up in the church growing up, right? There was a, one person in charge of the nursery, and they did it till they wore out. Then the next person came and championed the nursery, right? You, you taught one person kind of did one thing at a time. It was never a, a team concept. And so team is important to us here. I'm on teams. No one makes decisions all by themselves. You see, my, I have five grandchildren and from nine to 13. And you know, they're, they're learning more and more, understanding as they grow older, what their papa does. And I'm not just their papa, I happen to be the pastor here. And so they are always asking more and more questions out of curiosity of, of what goes on around here. So Benjamin recently um, said to me, said, Pastor, he said, he said, Papa, he said, do you make all the decisions at IFC? I said, absolutely not. Well, does Grammy make all the decisions here at IFC? I said, absolutely not. And he says, well, then who makes all the decisions here at IFC? I said, teams do. Teams do. People that God has brought to us that are just taking ownership of this place. And, and we are always trying to give more of it away. Amen. We don't hold IFC tight. Amen. We hold it loosely because it's a gift from God. Amen. And we want good people, qualified people like you, taking ownership of the part that you're gifted to do. That's what makes IFC so great. Not one of us make all the decisions. Amen. And we are grateful for the fact that we are better together. Amen. And I believe, it, it, we, I believe in empowering competent people to work together. Ephesians 4.16 tells us this. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Amen. Each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Isn't that good news? Connection is God's answer to being alone. I want to continue to encourage you to have the courage to say yes and connect. So how are we better together? Now, there are many, many points I could say here. I'm going to stress one today. How are we better together? I believe we're better together through the power of affirmation. The power of affirmation. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about the power of affirmation. We are better together by affirming each other's worth. Amen. Affirming each other's worth. What does that mean? That means I need to tell you how valuable you really are. We need to be telling people about their value to us on a regular basis. Everyone needs affirmation. It's actually the oxygen to our soul. 
We all need affirmation. We really do. And I'm amazed what people do to get affirmation. You know, they eat worms and crazy bugs, right? Dress provocatively, do crazy stunts, right? Do all kinds of things to get attention because so many people crave attention. Most people and many people in their homes, as I found out, probably many more who don't than do, they don't get the affirmation they need at home. They really don't. Uh, those of us that grew up in an, an affirming environment, man, we know the benefits that have come by living in an affirming environment, right? But those of us who didn't, many of you have never heard or seldom heard your father say that he loved you or he was proud of you. Job well done. We don't live in that environment. So many of us are starved for affirmation and we look for love in all the wrong places because we didn't get it at home and we, we become so dysfunctional because it's so unhealthy that we didn't get the affirmation that we needed. So it's very important that we learn the power of affirmation, the power of, of what that means, amen. And this is something that I'm gonna tell you, we need to be really good at this. And many of us can improve in this area. We're not as good as we need to be. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Here's our big takeaway. Here's the one main point we're going to go home with today. In a healthy environment of affirmation, we are encouraged to believe in ourselves, connect with others, and change the way we think. Affirmation. Affirmation. The Bible has a lot to say about affirmation. And let's talk about this today. I want to give you four things that we need to learn to really be good at. Mom and dad, you need to be good at this. Husband, wife, you need to be really good at this. If you have friends or working on a team, um, you need to be really, really good at this. This is something we work really hard at here at IFC. Really hard. And when you do, man, from the people in, the, in this room to the neighborhoods that you live in, it's amazing the return that you'll receive and the life um, that you'll receive back when you affirm other people's value. Are you ready? So how do we do this? Well, we affirm people's worth by, say it with me, acceptance. Acceptance. Acceptance means I'm not going to judge you because you're different than me. Now, we church people need to get better at this because we're not very good at this. Can I just be honest with you? We're not very good at this. I've been doing this a very long time, 43 years and 38 years pastoring this church. And, and I've been through a, a lot of seasons um, in our world politically and socially and economically and, and the different stages of growth here at IFC. Um, and and I, I know some people make it really hard, very difficult to care for them. But hear me, I didn't say approve of what they do. Because acceptance has nothing to do about whether somebody is doing something right or wrong. Acceptance has everything to do with the person, not their behavior. Affirmation has to start at the personal level, at acceptance. That's where affirmation begins. It really does. And a lot of us Christians have a hard time separating those two doesn't matter if you say amen or not. It's just still true. And the fact that you can't say amen, you know it's true. 
Amen. But it's vital that we understand the difference. It really is. If we're going to do this thing God's way, if we're going to represent this in this world, be representatives of, of Jesus himself and, and be representing him appropriately, amen, then we need to really get this first point. Romans 15, 7 says, therefore accept each other in the same way that Christ accepted you. He did this to bring glory to God. Jesus didn't say, hey, I'll wait, wait till you get your act together, then come see me. He didn't say, you know, clean up and then go to church. Aren't you glad he didn't say that? Aren't you glad that's not his heart? Never was his heart. And I don't know why we seem to misrepresent his heart on an ongoing basis. Amen. He didn't say that. No, freedom to come to Jesus enables us to get our acts together. Did you get that? The fact that we're free to come just as we are. Free to come just just the way we are. Doesn't mean he, he approves, but he accepts you just the way you are. And in that acceptance, in that freedom to come to him, is then how we begin to grow and to become like Christ and walk in forgiveness and have our lives changed. He accepted us first. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you glad? Oh, man. He didn't wait for us to become acceptable. He reached down to us in the middle of our sinful state. You've heard my story about my, my cousin, Michael. Michael, 19 years old, a brilliant young man, handsome, uh, studying to be a lawyer, um, had some challenges, you know, start going to college and began to drink and take drugs. And, and uh, he went to a church that said, basically told him, you better, you clean up before you come here. Don't you come in here like that. And so Michael didn't go to church, even though Michael was a, a child of God, loved God, grew up in a godly household. And, and, and one night Michael combined the wrong drugs with the wrong alcohol and he overdosed and he died. 19 years old. Hadn't even hit the prime of his life yet. 19 years old. I'm telling you, there's some people that are going to be held accountable when everything kind of shakes down, if you know what I mean at the end, right? Wrong. We should never, ever come across that way. Amen. Everyone is welcome here. I don't care what you did last night. I don't care what you did this morning. I don't care how many times you did it. The fact remains is that that acceptance is where it all begins. And Jesus is saying, since that's how I treated you, I'm expecting you to treat others the same way. That's his message loud and clear. Our society loves watching people be put down. Our society loves shaming people. Internet is loaded with it. Social media is loaded with with the the bullies and the people that are always making fun of people, no matter what it is. And it's unfortunate. And and how do we do this? Well, we we have to insist. Listen carefully. We have to insist. Amen. We have we we have to stop insisting that people have to change for us. Hello. Nobody in this room has to change for me. Who am I? Or for you, who died and left you, boss? Hello. Right? We accept them right where they are, knowing full well, listen, knowing full well, God sees the bigger picture of their life. God sees it. God knows what they're doing. 
And God sees their beginning from their end. God sees where they could be, where they should be. And I've got to trust God that even though I might not approve, God sees the bigger picture of your life. God loves you. God knows about you. God has your destiny in mind. Jesus died for you. I didn't die for you. Amen. So we must learn to appreciate others who are different than us. If you cannot appreciate somebody who is different than you, then the affirmation process stops. It starts right here. Jesus started there. You and I need to start there. It starts by acceptance. And it starts by being willing to, to accept somebody who is different than you. The number two goes right hand in hand with this. The second way do we add value is attention. Now here's a challenge with attention. We have to, listen, it's a tough one because you can accept someone and still ignore them. You can't do that. You can't just ignore them. Okay, fine, you're, you're who you are, great. And then have no conversations with anybody like that or, or no, long, no desire to encourage or to bless or to write a note of encouragement or a word of encouragement or whatever the case may be. You can't accept someone and then ignore them. Attention requires time and focus. Yeah. Amen. Attention means I'm going to invest a part of me in you. Amen. I so much want you to grow. I so much want you to understand the bigger picture about life. Amen. I so much want you, you know, uh, in our neighborhood, we, Vern and I, we have had two block parties on our property so far. Um, why? Because we wanted people to know we didn't have a one eye ball in our forehead. <laughs> because they know I'm a pastor. They know they've gone online. They've watched some of our services. And I figured the best way for them to get to know us is let's have a block party. So we had a block party, right? I, I didn't say what you could or could not bring. Amen. Now, I don't drink, but there was more booze there than you could imagine. <laughs> now, I know that stretches some of you. You allowed booze on your property? I, it's, yeah. I didn't drink it. Amen. I'm just trying to build a relationship with people. I'm just trying to help people. That neighborhood is my mission field. Amen. Amen. We daily call our neighbors saved in Jesus' name. I get questions all the time. I see them in Stop and Shop. I see them in the neighborhood. They're walking their dog and so forth. And, and my one neighbor said, man, been watching your, 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 your messages online. Oh, you're... And he went on to say some things, and he said, man, I, I, you know, I just might show up there sometime. Yeah. I said, well, you're always welcome. You know that. I always ask you, invite you to come for Easter and Christmas and, and so forth. And, and let me tell you something. It, you know, we, we must be willing to give people the attention. And, and you know what? It's not always convenient. We're busy people, and to plan a, a block party and to get other people involved to plan a block party, right? It's only one thing you can do. I'm not saying you have to do that, but it's never convenient. Attention, you have to be willing to give attention, you have to be willing to be inconvenienced. Right. Amen. Wow. Amen. If you're married, you have children, grandchildren, close friends, you understand this. You understand the time that it takes. You understand the time and the individual nature of giving your children one-on-one -on -one experience and giving your grandchildren the same thing. Galatians 6.10 says, when we have the opportunity to help anyone, we should do it. But we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. 
Amen. So what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to learn how to accept. We're going to learn how to give a proper attention. And number three, another way to affirm others' worth is what? Affection. Affection. Physical touch. Medical science tells us that we, as human beings, need eight to ten significant touches every day. Science tells us that premature babies, if they're not held every day and touched every day, right, that they will not develop as they should. They'll not develop fully as they need to being born prematurely. Amen. The same is true about us. We, we need these handshakes and hugs and high fives and, and, and opportunities to greet one another. IFC is a high-touch environment. If you don't like a high-touch environment, you won't like it here. You won't. All right, we, we understand the importance of being a high-touch environment. We imp- understand the value for some people. This is the only family you have. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I've got family all around this area. I mean, we all live in, in a few-mile radius, and we're very grateful for that. But many of you, your family is another part of the world or a different part of the United States. And I hear people say all the time, I can't wait to come to church because I, I come to see my family. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Amen. It's, they say it's the highlight of my week to be able to come to, to church. And I, it's, it's Thursday. I think it's only Thursday. I can't wait till Sunday. Everyone needs their worth confirmed through what? Acceptance, attention, affection, right? And last but not least, appreciation. Appreciation. When something is appreciated, the value goes up. When your home or your investments appreciate what happens, their value has increased. Isn't that true? We need to go out of our way and appreciate others and tell others how much you appreciate their friendship or their service or their faithfulness or thoughtfulness and, and so forth and, and, and their hard work. And I mean, we can't say it enough. We can't appreciate people enough. And when you communicate your appreciation others to others, their value goes up. Amen. I want to be an added value person. How about you? Are you an added value person? Or are you always picking on people and seeing what's wrong with people? Being critical all the time. That's the first thing you go to is is what's missing. And they look great, but one button's like messed up. That's all you see is the one button that's all messed up. (laughs) Right? So add value. We want to be an added value church. That when you walk on this property, man, you feel valued. Your value goes up. We value you. We care for you. Amen. We go out of our way to make sure you understand that from the very people that are there in guest services to greet you as you walk on the stoop. Amen. Every time you walk into this building, we want to add value to you. When's the last time you intentionally appreciated somebody? When's the last time you ordered a note? Man, that's a lost art. We'll just text somebody. Somebody's going through a hard time and we, we do the praying hands emoji. Like, that's supposed to be okay? <laughs> Got you covered, right? Got that praying emoji, whatever. Now, now, I get it, but man, when's the last time you got on the phone and actually prayed for somebody? Right? Yeah. So we need to understand this appreciation. It, it so much adds value to somebody's life. When's the last time you thanked one of our dream team members for their service. Coming early in the morning, some stay through all three services and don't get home till later in the afternoon. 
right? Four services coming up. When's the last time you thanked one of our guest services or thanked one of our ushers in the room or thanked our praise and worship team or our production team or the cafe team that's going to be serving you free coffee in a little bit? Um, the kids world workers, right? On and on it goes. The next step workers. When's the, when's the last time you said thank you for your service? Amen. The praise and worship team, they're here Thursday night for hours practicing. You think this happens by accident? Man, they work hard. I tell them all the time how much I appreciate them. And man, it wouldn't be, it would be good for you to say thank you. Thank you, Kareen. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Rebecca. Right, go down the list. Thank you, Casey. All the, the different ones and, and, the, and the, the, the instrumentists. I mean, they work so hard. Man, Jamie wears me out when on those drums, right? He's going nuts on those drums and I get tired just watching him. I tell you what, I appreciate his gift. I appreciate his gift. I'm grateful for that. Amen. Thank you. Tell them, our church is better because of you. Amen. Well, I got you here. I need to tell you this. Please listen very carefully to my heart. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you. I appreciate you more than you can imagine. Yeah, thank you. You're awesome. I mean this. Now, here's the perspective I want you to see why I'm saying how much I appreciate you. Because every time you come to church on a Sunday morning, you're making a demand on my gift. And that makes me a better person. It really does. It puts a demand on me. It draws something out of me. I feel the pain oftentimes that you go through, the challenging moments of your life, the darkest seasons. And here you are coming to church and, and I pray I'm up really early in the morning and I go to bed really early on Saturday nights for only one reason. Amen. Because that I need to be at my best. I don't come in here with, with sleepy eyes and sand in my eyes. I don't come in here dragging my butt in here. I don't, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here, man, alive and ready to go. Why? Because I appreciate you. I value you. You bring the best out in me. I mean that with all my heart. Amen. Now imagine if we all came to church wanting to add value to everyone we meet. Who wouldn't want to come to International Family Church? Amen. We're working on it. We're working on adding value. Amen. Who, who wouldn't want to come? They might not believe the God we know, but, but man, they're in a dark place. They're in transition. They're overwhelmed. And they'll say, yes, fine, to your invitation. And, and they come and feel affirmed and feel loved and feel valued and see 60 different nations and four generations coming together. What a miracle, man. There's, a, there's power in affirmation. Amen. Every time these doors open, you raise my value. So thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name that every time you come into this building, that through all of our service to you, that your value is increased. We work hard at that. I want to make sure you know that today. See, I believe the best place for acceptance, attention, affection, appreciation is found in the life group. I believe you can't find a better place in a small circle of individuals here you are, man, talking about being affirmed. What a great environment for affirmation. But you have to be willing to have the courage to connect. There's affirmation for you if you'll connect, get to a life group, 
There's one that you can find. I'm sure that'll be a great blessing to you. Go to the next steps. Be a part of a dream team. Man, there's an affirmation happening all the time. People know your name. They know your birthday. They know your anniversary. They celebrate with you in the good times and pray for you during the challenging times. They're there for you. Man, we talk about an affirming environment. I would encourage you to be a participator. Amen. And join us in this life group season. It'll, you'll never be the same. What was our big takeaway for today? In a healthy environment of affirmation, we are encouraged to believe in ourselves. I pray you believe in yourself a little bit more today. Becoming the IFC. Connect with others. I pray there's a greater level of connection that brings that God brings into your life that brings healing and joy and fulfillment in your life and actually change the way we think because there's some of our thinking that needs to be changed that needs to grow that needs to mature needs to ripen and deepen and know and walk in how God sees us and walk in his goodness today power of affirmation we are really better together and together we're stepping into this new season of four services Together we're stepping into this new season of reaching more people. We didn't take lightly going into four services. We didn't take lightly opening up our doors and realizing the, the greater need it would, it would come with and the greater need for those that would help us reach more people. We don't at all step into this lightly. This is not a, an ego thing that we get to say we have four services at IFC. Let me tell you, it's too much work to make it an ego thing. Amen. I look forward to going for services. I look forward to ministering four times. I look forward to seeing what the Holy Spirit will do in four services. I would encourage you to spend time this week as we pray and fast and believe God for His plan. We don't take this lightly. And you heard the announcements about coming to prayer and Friday night corporate prayer and believing God with us and, and then having a, this amazing worship Sunday next Sunday. I look forward to praying for you and laying hands on the sick and laying hands on those who have needs. We believe in God that you'll come next week and there'll be such power in this place that miracles will happen. Lives will be changed because we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in healing. We believe there's nothing too dead for resurrection. We believe God can raise you up. We believe God can minister life to you. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We, we believe in, in, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe in praying in the Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Let me tell you something. We're not ashamed of any of it. We're not. We believe that if we'll come together, amen, in this affirming environment, look and watch and see what God will do for us if we'll just put our trust in Him. Are you glad you came today? Come on, stand with me to your feet. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. Raise those hands towards heaven. Come on, bless him in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we magnify you. We honor you. Come on, praise him today. Give him praise and give him glory and honor. Pastor Tom's going to come and close the service today. And we bless you, Jesus. We magnify you and honor you. Come on, thank him for his faithfulness today. And Father, we believe in this room that we have learned a valuable, a valuable lesson of affirmation. We believe, Father, that you, by your Spirit, are helping us as parents, as husbands and wives, as friends, co-workers, even in this room amongst each other. We dedicate ourselves to be better affirmers, to be better at adding value. Forgive us for being so selfish. And even though maybe we didn't get it growing up, we're going to practice it 
And while I didn't get it, we're going to make sure others get it. And then I, in turn, will get it just like I need it. Father, we bless you. Thank you for affirming us through your word and by your spirit. We'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for ministering to us today. Before you leave today, we want to extend an invitation to those of you who might be new here at International Family Church or you're watching us online at this service today. God loves you very much. He sent His Son to die on the cross for, for your sin, for my sin. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. And I want to extend an invitation to someone that's here today. You've never prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior. And you're here today not by accident. You're here today because God, through His hand on your life, brought you here to make a decision for Jesus. If you're here today and you want to open your heart and receive Him and receive divine affirmation about who you are and who you were created to be and the call that God has for your life, then say yes to this prayer today. Open your heart to receive Jesus into your life today. While everyone's just bowing your head and closing your eyes and just reverencing God's presence here. Perhaps there's someone here. Maybe there's one, two, or three. Maybe there's a number of people here today. You've never prayed to accept Jesus Christ. Maybe you're watching online and you've never prayed a simple prayer to accept Jesus Christ into your life. Today is your opportunity to do so. Would you pray this prayer with me? If you're here today and I'm speaking to you, would you raise your hand? Let me know who you are today. If you're here today and you want to accept Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, just raise your hand right where you're standing. No one's watching. It's just between me and you and God. Anybody at all here today want to pray that simple prayer? We're going to pray it in just a few moments. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, there may be someone watching online. Maybe there is someone here today. You didn't raise your hand, but we're all going to pray this prayer together just to make sure that you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior today. Amen. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Let's all pray it together. Just pray this after me and mean it with all your heart. God in heaven, I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I believe. God raised you from the dead, that you're alive forevermore. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord. Thank you for loving me and accepting me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I believe if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, something wonderful has happened to you. You've been born again. We have prayer lead. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.